Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott here alongside Cody Jansen and Oilers Now. Bob heading back to Edmonton from Los Angeles with the team who just won a sixth consecutive game for the first time since December of 2015. They're rolling right now. It's fun to talk about. Fun to host a show about the team that's winning like that. Hasn't always been the case, we know. Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We will uh, deviate a little bit and head to the WHL scene in the final half hour of today's show. Chat with Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill, who I believe is actually in Manitoba right now on a bit of a scouting trip, but his team has four games left in the regular season and are looking to clinch the Central Division over the Red Deer Rebels. So we'll talk in about a half hour's time with Kurt. We'll remind you right now, Japanese Village is open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. Try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. You can call us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063, River Cree Resort and Casino. Excitement, bet on it. And that number again, 780-496-0063 is our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. And I'll ask you this. We sort of touched on it with Elliot Friedman. Who starts game one of the playoffs for you? If you're coaching the Edmonton Oilers, is it Mike Smith or is it Miko Koskinen? Or does that get decided in these final 10 games here? Maybe that's the most likely scenario. But let me know. Text us at the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Let's get some thoughts from Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta live standard bread racing is moved down to Century Downs Racetrack in Calgary. You can always watch and wager online at hpibet.com. Spec, what do you think? If you're if the puck drops and you just saw it against the team that they would theoretically face. Is Smith your guy, or do you go to Koskinen? That's funny, because about a week ago, they played Koskinen in that game, and we said, well, must be Koskinen. (laughs) And then a week later, they played Smith. I can see, I suspect what they're doing here with Smith is, he hasn't had a chance, you know, injuries haven't left him a chance to find his game all year. Every time he gets going, he gets hurt. You know, it takes it's however many games it takes to get back. He's not very good for three games, and then he gets going, and then he gets hurt again. So I think what they've done here is they've seized an opportunity. He's he's played a bunch in a row. He played, or he's played six games in recent times. He's played a few in a row now. He's really found his game. He's not only stopping pucks, but he's back to playing the puck with total confidence 
And now you got to make sure that Koskinen doesn't die on the vine here. And you're right. What's the call going to be on May 3rd or 4th or whatever the first game is? I don't think anybody knows the answer to that yet, Brendan. But the Mike Smith I saw the last couple of games, uh, I suspect if both of them are making saves at an equal rate, Mike Smith gets the job because the way he handles the puck, it makes a huge difference out there. Yeah, and that was a lot of the talk of the post-game show last night as well as the defenders just play it completely differently in their own end when those when you've got Smith back there and it just you know we've talked about this ad nauseum since Smith's been a member of the team but it's really noticeable and when you haven't had that for a big stretch of the season and then all of a sudden it's there you see the impact they're getting it done five on five mark and that's that's really I think where things have swung since Jay Woodcroft has taken over in whatever 26 or 27 games that it's been and they've won a lot of them now in your opinion, is are they getting average goaltending and benefiting from it? Or is there something to be said for how they've modified how they're playing in front of those goaltenders that's making things a little bit easier? For sure. It starts with how you're playing in front of them, in my opinion. Like they're you know, they're not seeing you know, every goalie in every game is gonna be a, they've got to steal a couple goals for you. And I won't say that there hasn't been games this year where, you know, the Oilers goalies just didn't steal any goals. Uh, for sure, the goaltending hasn't been good on every night. But in my opinion, I think that on more nights that we've walked away talking about goaltending, the the root cause is a team that just overwhelms a goalie with grade A scoring chances. So let's start there, right? They're better five on five. Uh, you know, they're not. The PK's been better uh, in the last, let's say, twelve, fourteen games. The goalies are being asked, instead of making, you know, three grade A's in a period, they're being asked to make three grade A's in a game. And now you got a chance, right? So, you know, Smith made a few really good saves last night, but he didn't make ten. You know, he made like four. <laughs> and you can ask that of your goalie, right? You can ask that of your goalie, but you're not going to get a Ben Scrivens 59-save game every night. Uh, those are few and far between, man. Yeah, that's a coach's nightmare, to say the least. But the way that they've been finding different ways to win, I'm sure, is lending itself to a happier Jay Woodcroft of late. And, you know, it's it's going to take different ways to win in the playoffs. And, and these recent one-goal finishes, like, that's exactly how they bowed out against Winnipeg last year. So, to me, accumulating this kind of experience right now is about as, as good as it gets. And and the fact that they've faced a little bit of adversity and blowing some of these leads, you know, as, as much as it's frustrating in the moment, maybe not a bad thing either as they teach themselves more and more about this group, right? Yeah, well, I mean, they just won a 2-1 game that they didn't play very well in, frankly, and they found a way to, to sneak out of Dodge with two points in San Jose, and then a game last night in which they did play well, and it was a tough, hard grind of a game. LA wasn't going away, man. And they win that game 3-2, and you know, the, I thought the the last, you know, in about the last four minutes after that, um, uh, Smith made a really nice play. He made a nice outlet pass. The guys, I forget who it was, if it might have been Kulak, sent the puck to Ryan, and Ryan went in and drew that penalty, right, with, let's say, was there five minutes left, six minutes left? Anyway, last night. So they, when Ryan, when when that penalty's over, there's like four minutes left in a three-two game, and LA's coming and they're pulling their goalie. And what I saw was every time LA dumped that puck in, uh, Smith was behind his net retrieving it, and there was a quick pass to a defenseman and a relatively easy zone exit. So there's your there's your 
you know, they found a new way to protect the lead here, right? And unfortunately for Miko Koskinen, he can't operate that those controls. He doesn't handle the puck that well. So I think, you know, if we're talking about goaltending, we're talking about protecting late leads. Mike Smith was a huge part of protecting that lead last night and not because he was stopping pucks. So, you know, they're, face it, Brandon, they're, they're, you're right. They're, they're winning the games that we used to decry the fact they couldn't win. You know, I don't care to see the Oilers win 6-5 anymore. I've seen it enough. I know they can do it, right? I know they can score five goals. I know they can do all those things. What they got to prove is they can win 2-1 once in a while. And now they're kind of starting to play a game that makes you believe that when the chips are down, maybe they can win 2-1 when it's required. Chatting with Mark Spector for the Horses, Horse Racing Alberta, and we watched a potential first-round playoff preview last night, albeit without Drew Doughty on the back end for the Kings. He's going to be a serious difference maker if he's healthy for Game 1 of the playoffs, and I believe that's sort of what they're projecting. If it holds like this, you know, this is going to be a fun series between Edmonton and Los Angeles, and the storylines are abound when you think about Woodcroft versus McClellan or Kopitar yeah. versus, you know, whichever. It looks like he would draw Leon Dreisaitl based on how it's gone, but, you know, that's, I think, an awesome matchup for both teams and one that, frankly, I think the Oilers have a solid chance in. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone in hockey looks at that matchup it says one team is far better than the other. You know, I think you'll see an equal, an equal amount of people picking either team in this thing. The Oilers are that team. I'm going to say it out loud. They're a team that there's some people out there that are going to tell you, I'm not going to pick the Oilers until they start to prove they can do it in the playoffs. You know, and, and I will say to you that we all picked them to beat Chicago and they didn't. And most of us picked them to beat Winnipeg and they didn't. So, you know, the Oilers have to earn some stripes here, and that's fair, right? That's how it works. But, uh, you know, there is some intrigue with Woodcroft and McCullen. I kind of think it's cool that two of the best defensive centers in the really in the game, in Kopitar and Deneau, will go up against two of the best offensive centers in the game. Uh, and two guys in dry saddle, McDavid, that are both, their defensive games are, are hell, they're a lot better than they were. Certainly McDavid's case, it's, they're playing a far sterner game of hockey that he played a year ago against Winnipeg in that series. McDavid's defensive play has been outstanding. And maybe that's part of what gets you over that playoff hump, huh? I would think so. And they they play with a little bit more snarl than I've seen in the past. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. have to be about going in and throwing a big body check. But I don't look at, certainly not dry saddling. He's a, a mountain of a man. But even the way that Connor has developed physically, like they don't necessarily get pushed around the same way that I once thought they would in a playoff series. That's fair. Uh, on the back end... Evan Bouchard and Duncan Keith have been a formidable pair. This is a pair that I think a lot of people wondered at any point whether it was actually going to get assembled uh, when Dave Tippett was the coach because there there was such a reliance on Keith and CeCe as a pair. But now you've got a great mix of the veteran left-hander with the young right-hander, and it seems like Bouchard's taken a few steps forward with that um, safety net, shall we say, or certainly a mentor. Have you noticed that same thing? Yeah, oh, for sure. We're all noticing it. I mean, sure, he, I mean, I don't want to poo-poo the three points. He was really good offensively last night. I thought his pass, Bouchard's passing was crisp. He looked very confident. You know, he unleashes that bomb, and there you go, right? He can beat a goalie from 60 feet. But to me, uh, the growth that we all, I think, need to see from Bouchard is when he doesn't have the puck. You know, when they get caught, 
in a cycle in their own end when they're on a long shift and the other team has the puck. I know Bouchard's going to be fine when he's got the puck. He's smart. He can skate. He can shoot. He can pass. You know, so to me, like, I think this Keith pairing is, is a, just a, a wise bit of coaching because, you know, we all know in our business, like our bosses tell us something and, you know, we listen to our bosses, generally speaking, but when you have a colleague who's older than you and you really respect and you've admired their career and, and they take you side and tell you something, it really hits home. And I think that, you know, the, the value we can, I'm, I'm not here to, to relitigate the Keith contract. But I will say this, right, seven, eight, ten years down the road, Evan Bouchard is going to look back and say, I'm a way better player because I spent a couple of years playing the sub beside Duncan Keith. And that, to me, if you, if you want to try to get the most you can out of that five-and-a-half cap hit that they have on Keith, that is how you get the most you can. Keith's been a good player, but if he can pour some of that experience and knowledge into young uh, Evan Bouchard, which it appears he's doing, to me, that is the home run on the Keith acquisition right there. Chatting with Mark Spector, it's Brendan Escott in today on Oilers Now. Uh, Colorado is the next team on the docket here, Mark, and we know how exciting it was the last time these two teams met in Denver. It was a great road game by the Oilers. They came up just short, if memory serves, and and uh, but, but proved that they could compete with the upper, not, not an upper echelon team, like the team in the Western Conference right now. It is Francois starting tonight against Winnipeg, so you're going to draw Darcy Kemper tomorrow night, though you probably avoid having to play both Nazem Kadri and Gabriel Landis Cog. So this is a game where, you know, I think the Oilers will be able to prove again something to themselves, but they also have to take advantage of the fact that Colorado's not operating with a full staff. Yeah, no, you do. You do for sure. I mean, that's one thing the Oilers have their, I'm knocking wood as I say it, they've, they've had a lot of injuries this year and now they're enjoying a healthy time. And, you know, listen, my wife always says they win a million games in a row and then they lose one in shell because it's, oh, my God, what's wrong with that team? I always tell her, like, <laughs> hey, the other team's trying two here, right? And, you know, what are the orders, Brendan? Are they 12-2-1 in the last 15? I think they're 12-2-1. Yeah, and one. it's got to so, be close to that, yeah. You know, they've been on the road. They're coming home for one game and going back on the road, which basically means it's like another road game, right? Because you come home, you unpack, you pack, and you leave. Uh, and they're playing the best team in the league. So, uh, you know, I think they need to compete in that game. They need to come home and show Colorado that they're not a pushover. At some point here, they're not going to win every night. <laughs> they just <laughs> – I was surprised, Brendan. I don't know if you were surprised. I couldn't believe the stat. They've never gone through California and won all three games in the history since there's been three teams down there. And on the same night, Calgary did the same thing for the first time in their franchise history. I thought that was – I couldn't believe that's ever happened before. I actually hadn't heard that until right now, but maybe that says a lot about the state of those three teams in California as this season winds down. It does. You know, we all lived through those years when the Kings were winning cups and Edmonton and Calgary weren't very good. And before that, Anaheim was a cup contender in Edmonton and Calgary. They were coming up here and taking a lot of points. And you're right. I think the worm has turned a little bit here. And hopefully it's Alberta's turn, right, to get some points to set the other way around. Oh, for sure. And then how about the uh, the newest pest in the Pacific Division? This will be our final thought from you, Mark. Uh, is Vegas cooked? Are they done here in the playoff race, or are they on life support? Oh, they've got to be. I mean, you know, Edmonton now is with 89 points. I mean, they can go five and five in their last ten and get to um, 99. 
they only have to play 500 hockey to get to 99. And I'm just looking at Vegas right now. What do they have? They got 82 points and they got 10 games left. So they, you know, they, there you go. They need 17 points out of their last 10 games to get to where Evan is going to get playing 500. So do that math, right? Yeah. They're, you know what? It's funny. They've, I mean, I think I can't remember if I picked Evans in their Vegas to win the the Pacific this year. I don't know what, who you picked, Brendan, but yeah. uh, you know, I would say injuries are, are really the big reason. They made a couple of. I don't know why they ever got rid of of Mark Andre Fleury. I didn't like that move. Uh, but the, you just have to chalk this year up for Vegas and say you just can't have that many injuries and survive it. Yeah, and you uh, you don't get to, to utilize the long-term injured reserve playoff bonus, nothing counts anymore, pool. if you don't make it to the playoffs. If you so. don't make it to the playoffs. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a good point by yeah, you there. <laughs> I, guess, uh, I guess they didn't hedge their own bet properly. Mark, always great to spend a few minutes with you. We'll chat next week, okay? All right, thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Mark. That is Mark Spector from the horses, Horse Racing Alberta, for them. He's brought to you by them. And, uh, of course, rates for sportsnet.ca. Um, yeah, we'll give you the Craig Hummel lineup report when we come back. We'll take a quick time out here on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Not so happy to report that Tiger Woods's once promising start at Augusta National is sort of dissolved here on the second day. He was uh, plus two at last look. His Tiger is the uh, oh, he's plus three now. Even worse. Maybe I should stop talking about it and he'll improve. Great tournament, though. I mean, even if you're not a golf fan, to me, watching the Masters on TV, even for a few minutes at a time, the aesthetics of Augusta National, it's it's made for TV. It's spectacular. To me. I like it, but I also think the waste management's like a million times more fun. And not to use the term snobby or throw it around too much, but that's kind of what I associate with the Masters, whereas the waste management's a million times more enjoyable to watch. That's because you're, what, 25 right now? (laughs) I mean... Yeah, you're so old over there. Yeah, well, hey, I'm just saying the old older, the uh, traditional portion of our listenership's going to say, oh, Augusta now. And then there's us who might want to tuck the odd adult beverage down a hot day in Scottsdale who say the WMO is the tournament to be at. I don't know. That one can be left open for your interpretation. Uh, Oilers uh, did have Evander Kane fined $5,000, if you missed that off the top of the show, for kneeing uh, Sean Dursey last night. That was a fun little uh, tete-a-tete, if you will, that they had. And it kind of bled over from the last game between the Oilers and, and Kings. I don't really think of Sean Dursey as somebody who should ever entertain the idea of dropping the gloves with Evander Kane. But I, I also like when you see a little bit of that out there. And if this turns into a playoff series at some point you got to figure that hit that just missed is going to be a hit that absolutely blew somebody apart well there's a little bit of extra piss and vinegar out there for sure but these teams know they could likely be seeing each other in round number one so yeah you might take extra liberties with the guy when you know it could bang him up for a few weeks down the road when you could be playing for a chance on a you know stanley cup playoff run yeah certainly and uh hey if it's gonna be a war like, regardless of who they draw in the first round, but 
LA has always been a gritty, gritty kind of team, you know, and you see a guy like Brendan Lemieux out there and Matt Roy was a bit of a problem last night from the back end. And I think it would be a lot of fun. Drew Doughty might be the king of mic'd up. So long as you don't have to be the one that beeps it every time something shouldn't air is said. Other than he called Kaprizov overrated over summer. That one's going to come back to bite him. Old takes exposed. We were also talking beforehand 10 years ago, 2012, Western Conference Final, Jonathan Quick, Mike Smith. They went head-to-head. So it'll be interesting to see that again 10 years later. 10 years ago, a 30-year-old Mike Smith, a what, a 26-year-old Jonathan Quick? In their primes, Jonathan Quick was a menace. You heard Mark reference, like, just it was impossible to get through California for a long time. Jonathan Quick was a huge part of that. I'd almost worry about drawing him in a playoff series because even at his age, I do believe that he's the type of goaltender who could steal you a series. Well, certainly no one's worried about Cal Peterson. That guy ain't shaking anyone's boots. (laughs) Yeah, that, um, well, maybe he's the goaltender of the future, but I think they thought the future was now, it's not, so they went back to Father Time and said, can we have a few more months worth of Jonathan Quick? And Father Time said, nah, I guess so. Cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. You know that already. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin are 11-time President Award winners for customer satisfaction. Did you know that? It's a tremendous honor for the staff. And Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang are dedicated to ensuring your customer experience is outstanding. Reach out to Brent Ridge Ford at 1-877-477-FORD or thirty six seventy three if you'd prefer. Or visit BrentRidge.com. We will send it off to another Global News weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings, Kurt Hill, to talk about the end of their regular season and their upcoming playoffs. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.